1: We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc.
0: And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to our mini-sode. Mini, mini, mini. Um, spoilers, kind of. This is going to be a Q&A, mm-hmm. which is going to be fun. There are some questions that might spoil the series. So, as always, we recommend don't listen if you aren't caught up through A Court of Silver Flames. Yep. This week, like I said, we're doing a Q&A, but we have fun guests. With us. We have two guest stars. Two <laughs> guest stars. We have
1: our behind the scenes folks. We have Andy and Caitlin. Did yes. Can I say hi? Hi.
0: Hi. Um, these folks, if you interact with us on or Instagram or any kind of social media area, they're the stars behind it all. They make that all look beautiful. They're the ones probably direct messaging you. So they are just as much a part of this crew as Sarah and I, but yep. you just don't get to hear their voices as often. So it's really exciting to have them here with us today. Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. So we have a handful of questions that you guys submitted that we're going to go through. So Caitlin and Andy are going to lead this. So Sarah and I are just going to sit back and answer. <laughs> and answer. And awesome. Y'all
2: take it away. All right. So first question, why did you guys choose ACOTAR over Throne of Glass for your podcast? Uh, This listener said, I love both series, but Throne of Glass is definitely my favorite personally, so I'd love to hear your guys' kind of weigh-in to compare the two series. Mm. Do you want to go first? Yeah, well, so the way Sarah and
0: I started this podcast was just, we finished, I think, I don't know if we finished Throne of Glass even, I don't, but I don't even know if we had started Throne of Glass. I feel like we would have at least started it, maybe. But I just—I don't think we had finished Throne of Glass yet, and we were still so obsessed with this book. Mm-hmm. And we were just—I remember we were just walking around, and I was like, "Hey, can we do this?" <laughs> because I can't stop thinking, as like we say in our intro, I can't, <laughs> we can't stop thinking about it or talking about it. And so that was kind
1: of why it started, just because that book was so like forefront. I just remember we kept talking about it and we kept wanting to bring it up to other people to talk about. All all we talked about in every conversation (laughs) was this book. And she's like, I just want to start a podcast. Can we start a podcast? I was like, yeah, of course. And then the next week you texted me. You're like, let's meet this day. Chapters one through four. Okay, let's do it.
0: Okay, well, I also confirmed.
1: I said, are we really doing this? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? We're really going to do well, this? Well, I said yes, assuming nothing would ever happen with it. Like, You know everything always happens. <laughs> well, You're the only person so that actually true. follows through. <laughs> <Very true. laughs> you're the only person that follows through. And I wasn't thinking in my head that you were the follow through person. I was just assuming this was everyone else who has great ideas, but we never follow up on those ideas. Yeah. So when you texted me, I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. I'll just yeah. show up.
3: That's amazing. So yeah, it's at your house too. I know. So like
1: very easy.
0: I know.
3: And I, and I, this is Caitlin. Hi everyone. Nice to meet you. I know you (laughs) met Andy last time, but, um, it's, it's so fun being here and watching you two record. I'm having a little like parallel universe. I don't know if that's the right term, but I, you know, not living here in Atlanta, I actually live in DC and I think being here and watching you two kind of go through your conversation and bounce off each other and like. It's all smiles all around, and it's just so cool and so amazing to watch you two And like, <laughs> Do you action. picture this
1: when you're listening to us?
3: Like, kind of now. <laughs> now that I know you two so well, I'm like, now it's going to look so different in my head when I listen to you. Yeah. And I'm going to have to post this on social, so everybody will see on Instagram, what this actually looks like when it's, they're recording. It's, it's really fun.
2: genuinely just friends- chatting on a couch...
1: About their favorite book. About
2: the... Fa- <laughs> yeah, about their favorite book, so... But back to the question. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll <this laughs> <is> the
1: question. It's <laughs> like, If we had to choose Akatar or Throne of Glass, so say we had read Throne of Glass yeah. when we were deciding... I think we would have still picked Akatar. I think Akatar is easier to talk about because it's not as long of a series Well, I to start even, with. Yeah, Throne of Glass goes on for so long. So long. And so, <laughs> like,
0: I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Honestly, I... I don't know if I can pick a favorite, like, series between the two. I just love them both so much for different reasons. But between the Hulu show being announced and this just, like, almost being, like... I feel like *Akatar* is, like, the Sarah J. Mass gateway drug. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's how you get people into this world. Yeah. Like, my recommended reading order is *Akatar*, Throne of Glass, and then Crescent City. So I think... For those reasons, so we still would have picked ACOTAR, even though Throne of Glass is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I have like, well, I should say me, because I'm the planner, but like <laughs> we, we've we discussed this, and it's like we've mapped out like how long each season would kind of be in mm-hmm. the books we would do. And I think I've mapped it out through Throne of Glass, and I'm like, we're going to be doing this for the next five years, Sarah. Or I they
1: use so- like 2026. 20, she has this mapped out through 2026. <laughs> it was 20, something 26. like that. Accurate.
0: <laughs> yes. And they were guesstimates, but like, So, like, Throne of Glass is coming. Yes. But, um, I think this was a good starter.
1: Yeah. I think, well, I think the book size makes it easier to start a podcast for, so I think I would have picked ACOTAR for that reason alone. Yeah. Just book size and series size. Um, but I think I like ACOTAR,
3: like, eh, like 5% more than Throne of Glass. Yeah. I mean, it has russanded in. I know. (laughs) And you, you kind of just tease this, but we actually, so we didn't get this question this time around, but we get this question a lot on Instagram about, are you going to cover all the books? Oh, yeah, So, yeah, maybe do you want to talk about that for a second? Kind of what's the general gist, the outline of the plan? Oh, gosh. Oh, she's going to get the legit plan. Timeline. She literally, yeah.
1: she like came in, this was probably, I don't know, I think the second week we were into this, this a- second book. And she's like, okay, I've got this all mapped up.
0: Yeah, but just for the season. I didn't have
1: every book forever mapped out. Not all of it, but you're like, okay, we can do this book from this this week through this week, and this is like this is gonna be twenty episodes, and then this one's gonna be fifteen, and then this one's twenty five. And I was like, oh, okay, So my whole we're thing. in it. My next five years, I've planned yeah. out my life basically. Okay. I mean, but it's not a bad thing.
3: Where are we gonna be in five years that you're gonna be like finishing up this series, and we can listen back on this episode and think. <laughs> It'd be wild. Uh, so I found my notes,
0: and right now I have us wrapping up the A Court Of series by around the end of October next year. That's my guess. Um, after that, we talked about maybe jumping to Crescent City, because there will be the new book out next year, and there's only the two books for it.
1: So um, it's not as long of a mm-hmm, of time.
0: Right, because I feel like <laughs> if we start Throne of Glass, I would hate to, like, stop mid Throne of Glass series and switch to Crescent City at some point because the hope
1: is that by the time we finish Crescent City in October well no so
0: November is when we would
1: start the first
0: Crescent City we would finish the second Crescent City probably like mid-year 2023 because those books are huge right but we're hoping that another Akatar book
1: will be out by then and then we can and then we can squeeze in that Akatar book and yeah.
0: then and then we just take off in Throne of Glass,
1: which will be forever long because those books are like a thousand pages. Yeah, yeah. I
0: actually have it th- like through twenty twenty six. So like As I said, twenty twenty six. We're gonna be here a while, you guys.
1: <laughs> I don't see Sarah and I stopping. No, because no. <laughs> What else am I gonna do? I
3: have no other hobbies. <laughs> stop. (laughs) Join us for the ride listeners.
2: We're we're excited for it.
3: We're in it for the long haul. You're part of the family. (laughs) The fairies and fangirls family. Okay, pivoting back to our questions. So um, one of our listeners asked, characters aside, which court would you want to live in and why? You go first this time. Characters aside makes it hard
1: because obviously my instinct <laughs> yeah. is to go night court because the best people live there. Characters
3: aside. Characters decide
1: which court would I want to live in?
3: Um, oh, wait, like caveat, want to live in, but also maybe a sub-question. What do you feel like is your court? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would want to live in,
1: I think... Dawn. Mm. Um, it just sounds really cool. The people seem really cool. I like the vibe that we've kind of <laughs> that projected I've that up. Andy has aesthetically <laughs> Pinterested for me in the Dawn Court. Um, I just like the vibe of it. And I, I like having four seasons. I don't want to just pick a seasonal court because mm. I couldn't do fall, spring, winter, summer, mm. year-round. I'd go crazy. So at least with that, I'd get four seasons and... I don't know. Don just seems
3: welcoming.
2: Yeah, yeah. You'll be with me.
3: And then what was my sub question? What is your court? Oh. Since we've all taken these quizzes too and yeah. I've chosen Spring court. Spring court is my court. Your like personality court.
2: Personality
1: court, court yes. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be because I don't want to be associated okay. with Tamlin. You can be with me. Between but, this and the Enneagrams, I know. <laughs> Enneagram, and it was like my my like Enneagram and my wing were both Spring court. So I am I am truly Spring court. Truly Spring court. <laughs> yeah. So
0: Um, I think my personality one was winter when we did the tests, but honestly, I think I would pick winter Mm -hmm. anyway. I thrive on the holiday season Mm -hmm. and just the idea of being in a place that like embodies that all year round sounds wonderful. Plus I love sweaters and fuzzy socks. (laughs) So like, I don't like sweating. Mm -hmm. Like girl does not want to sweat. I turn into like the Hulk when I start sweating. I just get angry. So, like, no, that's a thing. Have you seen, you saw in, um, was it Endgame, when the Hulk comes down the staircase and he's like, oh, I'm mad. <laughs> like, Richard jokes that that is me whenever I start sweating. And he's right. He's right. So... Um, it's me when I get hungry. That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so, because... The lack of sweating, the cozy fires, the polar bear—it just—it feels like a good vibe. Yes. But I could, I characters aside, I could also very much live in autumn. Mm-hmm. I think um, those would probably be the two that I pick mm-hmm. to live in. Um, though I totally see what you mean about like wanting a season.
1: Yeah.
2: Granted, I or could vacation
0: season in the summer
1: court. And this I could is true. Vacation in winter court when I felt like it. This is true. Yes. Lots of
2: options. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a preference of where you'd want to be? Yeah, Dawn. Dawn? This is Andy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Dawn is the clear winner. I am the early riser of the group. <laughs> I thrive at 4.30 in the morning, 5 in the morning. She does. When you see the stories post up at <laughs> 7, that is me. I am awake and ready to go. So. I love that. What about you, Caitlin?
3: Um, My personality court was the summer court. Okay. hmm I think I would also want to live in the summer court. Mm-hmm. I don't love to be super hot and sweaty, so it would. Ha- I admit, I envision though that summer court wouldn't be an uncomfortable summer, like a no. not mm. sweltering summer. would it's like It'd right be on like the a water, water so you get that breeze. Yeah, it like, just like, seems a beautiful. Summer. And I just love summer evenings mm. and like bonfires mm. and like being at the beach. Yeah, and growing on the all the wonderful
2: foods in the summer. So that does sound beautiful too. Mm-hmm. We can all vacation. Up. In the okay. summer court. Coming to visit Caitlin oh, in the summer me court. in the summer court. <laughs> Love it. To you, Andy. Yep. Uh, so how did you two meet, and what else do you like to read besides Sarah J. Hmm. Mm. We met, how many years
1: ago? Six? Six. It's six years ago now. Oh, that's a so long. Um, so what year was that? 20? 2015. 2015. Golly. I know. Just in case, you know, somebody's listening to this five years from now. <laughs> Reference. 2015. 2015 we met. <laughs> um... And we met through a small group at a local church. Yes. And... and
0: Sarah, so Sarah was kind of like a leader amongst it. Like it was at her place. Mm-hmm. So she kind of helped corral the people each week. And I actually, there was like a couple months gap where we did not hang out. Right. Because I was in an accident and I broke both of my wrists at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Sarah and her husband thought I was lying and just didn't want to be part of this group anymore. Yes. The most
1: ridiculous <laughs> excuse I've ever heard.
0: It was not an excuse. It was real life. <laughs> so once I was healed, I started interacting with humans again. And then... You know, small group just kind of evolved over the years, and we just became, like, really close friends and just shared so much of our lives together. So, it just kind of evolved from there, none of us go to that church
1: anymore, or... No, but we all still hang out. Yeah! Because Andy and Caitlin both joined our small group. Yeah, that was how we all met. That's how we became a thing.
0: Yes, not all at the exact same moment, but it was, like, kind of, like, adapted and changed
1: over the years into what it is now. Yeah. Which is now just friends hanging
0: out so. At this point (laughs) (laughs) we've shared so much that it's like the small group aspect is very secondary at this point. But in terms of what we like to read outside of SJM, Mm -hmm. do you want to go first? You can go. Okay so I think I have to just in terms of what I love to read, I love the classic Harry Potter. We're both huge fans of that. Obviously we sort them into houses. Obviously at this point. (laughs) If you haven't guessed that that would be odd um but I was trying to think of what some of my favorite books are and I would have to say like Outlander is a top 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 book for me
2: yes
1: the first Outlander
2: for me (laughs) yes the the
1: rest of the series is a little
0: it drags but the first first Outlander is like my beach read I have read that book probably like 15 times wow it's just it's it's small, it's compact, and it's just so good. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I try to really read like a good mix of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I think this year I've read a lot of fantasy, but I really enjoy like a mystery, a historical fiction, In a I don't know, random stuff. So I try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Um. I have hit so far this year fifty-five books read. So I'm currently on fifty-four.
1: <gasps> Look at you! I know. You're I know amazing. Look we at did that. so well. And <laughs> we granted, so how well. many of those are SJM books? I mean like 15 15 something. Okay. Like that. <laughs> All this
2: it's year. Still a lot, yeah. it's a lot of books. It's a lot of books this
0: year. Yeah. yeah. But this year's definitely been like I've been tracking my genres for a year and it has been like primary fantasy, mm-hmm. probably secondary romance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Solid.
1: Um I'm trying to think of books that I really enjoyed reading aside from Harry Potter obviously. Um I really love The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. I still haven't read that. Phenomenal. Oh, the it's first on the list. three. Yeah. The, so the author died after the first three books were written and Mm. he left like notes to whoever wrote the second three books. Mm -hmm. Not as good, but still enjoyable. But the first
0: three are phenomenal. I'm worried. That's what's going to happen with game of Thrones.
1: (laughs) I have not read game of Thrones. You haven't. Oh, we're still waiting for the last book. It's Um, been like six years. What other books do I like? I don't know. I read a mix. I read kind of a little bit of everything. I try to throw in nonfiction books in there. I just read a book called breath, which is phenomenal. Um, It's all about breathing. In case anybody that's is intriguing. interested. But yeah. So I like a good mix of everything.
0: Yeah. Speaking of nonfiction, I haven't read it yet. But my therapist just recommended a book called Seek Boundaries, Find Peace. Hmm. And that is the nonfiction book I'm going to throw into this year. I think that's one of the only nonfiction books I've read <laughs> this year so far. But that's a good one. I did also one book, if we're just like recommending books, mm-hmm. The Midnight Library. That did was, you ever read
1: I did. That was fantastic. Oh my
0: god. It was like...
1: It was so good. It was very good. It was good.
0: so good. That one's still in my brain. Like, months later, I can't stop thinking about that book either.
1: Mm.
3: Anywho. But we read a lot. We do. Okay. On that note, favorite SGM? SJM book. I mean. Oh, I don't know.
1: Is it? I don't know. It Probably A Court of Mist and Fury. I think so. But also, I was thinking about the Throne of Glass series and the one where Aelin is... Can't remember the name. of Empire of Storms. You're talking mm-hmm. about Empire of Storms. You I have to be about? probably because that's the best book in the She's mm-hmm. trapped, and Rowan saves her. Oh no, you're thinking in the seventh book then? If he saves her? Yeah, no, her. I'm
0: not talking about the last book. Is the, which one's the last? The, okay, so she gets trapped at the end of the fifth book. Right. He saves her in the seventh book, though. Mm-hmm. What happens in the sixth book? That's
2: kale well, Definitely Down. not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> So yeah, seventh book is my so favorite. So seventh
0: book is your favorite. Mm-hmm. Fifth book is my favorite in that series. Point? So that was... <laughs> there's so many. I don't even know. It's been a minute. We read those so fast. I know. Empire of Storms was the one where we first started getting everybody to come together. Like you had Manon, you had Dor, you had... Oh, I ev- did like that When one they were lot. all in that boat for a while and they were like... And oh, then you, and really you didn't too. have any kale, which was awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the seventh one still. Yeah. No, Empire of Storms, when I finished that book, I was emotionally like destroyed yeah like i was it was like i couldn't put this book down it's like one o'clock in the morning when mm-hmm. i finally finish it i'm sobbing and i'm mildly delirious because it's like 1 a.m at this point point. Right. and i just remember richard coming upstairs and he being like are you okay and i'm like i'm not okay <laughs> like i'm never gonna because re- that book was just like it was so many like twists and turns and like what 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 that I was like, I'm never going to get to read this book again for the first time. It was so good. And I just was like, I just was dying. inside. It just, it affected me so deeply. So if I had to pick a favorite Throne of Glass book, mm-hmm. it would have to be Empire of Storms for me. Yeah. But the seventh book was also just like chef's kiss. Amazing.
1: So yeah. So I don't know. I think it's either the seventh book or Mist and Fury. Yeah. It's, it's close. Mm-hmm. Crescent City was good, mm-hmm. but I, there's only been the one book so far, so I,
3: I don't feel like I can say like I have a favorite of it. Yeah. Do we tell them? Andy and I are looking at each other. Tell us. Tell us. What? So Andy and I are team Wings and Ruin. What? What? And you could kind of have <laughs> threw some shade in one of the previous episodes about people who loved Wings and Ruin wow. over I, Mist and Puree. I totally did, yeah, and I don't know, get it. Because we had a side text chain going about... No!
0: <laughs> tell us why. Okay, okay, but, but I, remember, <laughs> I remember when I threw that shade, I said... Help me understand. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> don't, help
3: us, help us. Why? Help I, us I don't think we should derail the conversation. No, we, we, we just. Know what, why you know, your we admitted to it. we. Uh, honestly, I kind of spilled the beans though because I said we weren't going to tell them. Yeah. What? But what about is it, it? I liked it because I thought there was like more action, and there was. Um, I thought it was cool to see all the characters more develop. You know. Miss and Fury is all about, you know, Reese and Feyre's relationship, and it's kind of more the lovey-dovey, and I think there's such a wonderful, special part about that book. But something about Wings and Ruin, there was so much progression and storyline. Yeah,
2: agreed. I think I could could work more with that one than I could with the other one. Interesting. And shocker
3: moments, too. There was
2: a lot of shocker moments. Which I'm always a
3: fan of. I'm excited
1: to reread that one, because I've only read Miss and Fury and Akatar, like multiple times, mm-hmm. but everything after that, I've only read the first time. So that was like last so year. That was or, like, actually our next question: oh, with
2: yeah. how many rereads of Akatar have you guys mm-hmm. done?
1: I've read Akatar, including when we like read through it to do this five times.
3: Yeah, probably <laughs> in, <laughs> <one, laughs> in one year, guys. I'm probably no, like, five times. You, just did, said you, you did you were trying can... to reread too? It like you hadn't reread I before. Re- like you've reread. I re-read five read times. books. Well, just the first book.
1: Yeah, the first book. Just Avatar. Yeah, literally okay, yeah. just oh.
2: after The Got first it. Book. I
3: did, too. I read okay. the first book
1: five times. I've read *Miss and Fury four times. Yeah. This is my fourth time as we're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: That sounds right for me, too. But I will be honest. <laughs> I... Well, and then... For the other books, I've read them once, and then i listened to them once on audio. I've only read them once. I haven't done it any audio. Yeah. Yet. Um, and i listened to them on audio semi-recently, so they're actually a little fresher in my head. Mm-hmm. But I also will just, I will literally just pick up Mist and Fury and reread favorite parts. Like, just go to, like, I'm going to go to this <laughs> chapter and just reread this, this one chapter because I, like, emotionally need it. I don't know. <laughs> like, so I don't know how many, like, rereads that counts as. It probably all adds up to, like, an extra one. But, um, I think just to, like, also just, like, settle the AcaMath versus Akawar, they're all great books. Yes. Period. But... I still, I, I, didn't, I, I don't know if I had as many shocks in Wings and Ruin okay. as I did in this one. So I think it's funny that you all think that there, or feel like there's more twists and turns from your perspectives. Because mm-hmm. in my brain, I felt like this one had more twists and turns. So, like, it's just, it's interesting how we can all come to the same books and, like, look at them so differently. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the Nesta stands. Yeah, this is true. The Nesta stands that's, never get represented on the right, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, may, and maybe that's why you guys
1: like Aqua Warm more. Morris because you are Nesta stands.
3: We right. So we, we we've gotten
1: better though about Nesta. Yes, we've progressed. I think having yeah. other people's opinions thrown yeah. in about Nesta Our has helped us. Have, yeah, your opinions. <laughs>
3: um. For context, everyone. Yes. Yeah. The second we hear Andy and I hear. Them rip on Nesta in an episode. There's an immediate text chain afterwards <laughs> of us analyzing
2: her, giving
3: different perspectives, yeah, different perspectives,
2: her trauma, and trying to get them to be nicer, yeah, empathize. I know. So we did apologize. We did. There was a formal apology. I know. Well, we went
0: after
3: you 2 I'm we sorry. Did, and, right you now.
0: know what? I will. <laughs> <laughs> I also just literally like last week finished listening to A Court of Silver Flames and I will say listening to it I was very like emotionally I felt much more like emotionally affected by Nesta's story than I did the first time I read it so I think just even after listening to that immediately I feel Mm -hmm. a a bit more empathy and kindness towards her but I just I think she's just so different
3: from us that that's That's why why. it's It's so
2: hard for us. We
3: like her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I think I really appreciated Nesta's character when I read the um, acknowledgments of Silver Flames, yeah, mm-hmm. from Sarah J. Mass, and yeah. she talked about how she developed Nesta's character and where she was emotionally when she you know wrote it and what inspired her to write yeah. Nesta. And I think it it gives you kind of that more um, re- nuanced. like nuance rounded perspective and kind of that in, the intentionality behind Nesta's character yeah, and mm-hmm. how it was therapeutic for her as an author and I think that made me appreciate and connect to, to Nesta. Mm-hmm. Totally. I get that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, shout out to Silver Flames. Yeah. That was the point of that whole <laughs> uh,
1: segue. I was just saying that segue <laughs> is really into the next question, I Yuck. think.
3: Which character are you most like mm-hmm. and which character do you wish you were? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Well, I'm trying to think question. back to when we sorted characters yeah.
0: also into
1: houses, because that also helps.
0: Okay, also, are we going to do just ACOTAR or, like, SJM as
1: be- a whole? Ooh. Do both. You can
3: do both. Okay.
1: Okay. Start
3: and with And it could Akatar. be a character
1: in ACOTAR. It but... could be. So, do ACOTAR first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, would it be better to, like, tell each other who we're most like? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah. we have had those conversations. Right, because it's like, who do I... Because like, we all yeah. see ourselves one way,
3: but it's like, how does everybody else see you? And yeah. we also have, like, had fun and put each other in, like, our friends' casting. We've been calling it friends' casting, and yeah. that's yeah, been really true, fun, too. too.
2: Yeah, my, Alex and Caitlin's reasoning for my casting was remind funny of, and quite sad. Wait, no, remind what me was, of the reasoning? <laughs> oh, what was it? I read the what you issues texted me. And the, dad like, issues. liking tea. Yeah.
3: I think those were the two main bullet points that she liked so, tea.
2: And then something else. I don't remember what Wait, it was. Wait, I'll find it. But this is Andy, by the way. Uh, my character is Moore for that reason. <laughs>
3: but we gave you an option. We we you know, it was between
2: Emery and Moore. And That's just, what and, it was, and Aubrey
0: was the light tea because recently, Real Estate, The Silver Flames. She's a big tea and spices, right? Person. Both
2: have dad <laughs> issues, you know. Whatever. I love you. Uh, <laughs> I know, it is what it is. I'm not the only one out there. No, not uh, at all. but uh, I chose more. <laughs> yeah. So. I s- that. yeah I love yeah loving
3: tea and dad issues <laughs> Those were the main takeaways and I just loved it I thought it was just so cute and perfect and so I read it to Andy I was like you have to know <laughs> I have to choose uh, it was so perfect but
2: yeah. I don't know do you feel what? like
3: that's accurate do you feel like no
2: I do think it's accurate Mm-hmm. This was your question. I think I can and Andy
3: I, and I have taken over your we question. <laughs> we have. It's so funny.
2: We don't get to talk a lot, obviously. because mm-hmm. no. We're on the behind the scenes. <laughs> but I think I uh, liked more for the sake of. Um, <laughs> I'm a, enneagram two wing three, so that three wing, that imposter syndrome, can kind of come out, and uh, more definitely has some sort of aspect in reference to being adaptable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but also she's very outgoing friendly but also she is private and i'm um, similar in a lot of facets mm-hmm. yeah so more i agree yeah
1: what about you caitlin
3: oh
1: she's Nesta, Nesta,
3: mm-hmm. all yeah. the way yeah Although I feel like I'm, like, the grown-up version of Nesta. agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Like, the after-Silver Flames Nesta. The Nesta, Nesta
2: yes. went, that went to therapy.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nesta, and Nesta, I mean, Nesta in most of the books are a teenager. Or, yeah, like, right yeah. out of being teenager. They're all in, like, their early right. 20s. Yeah. Um, and so I can relate to that kind of challenge teenager-ness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the grown-up version of yeah. Nesta. Okay.
0: Recently, we had the enneagram episode posted, mm-hmm. and I remembered that you you gave Feyre the same enneagram as me, mm-hmm. and I basically told you like no, but there was a moment where I was like, man, I should have just said yes. i then, like,
3: <laughs> I mean, have just, just like Feyre,
0: just agreed. Do you know, know who you're most like? We've, we've talked, and we think I'm more of a Gwen, mm-hmm. like, from Silver Flames. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be more of a more, but I think, the, I think Gwen is, like, a good fit. Because she's very much, like, she loves her friends so much. I think she creates those spaces for mm-hmm. people to be themselves and to talk about what they're feeling. And I think she asks good questions. And I'm not trying, in a way I'm saying I'm like that, but I'm trying to be, like,
1: Low key. I don't know why I'm doing this right now. You're not amping yourself up. I'm not trying to be like, look at me, I'm
0: the good friend. But I, I do think like friendship is like something that's like really core to who I am and mm-hmm. like how I treat people and try to like make them feel loved and create those spaces. And so it's kind of like what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also has that, a little bit of that, like, internal anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's fighting through that, and she does it, like, through the power of her friendships as well. So, like, I think I really connected with that. I don't know. What about you?
1: I don't know. I was trying to think, like, who am I most
0: like? I know we friend-casted you as Feyre, because you just had a baby, but, like, but, yeah. but like you don't have to be Feyre. <laughs> you were the
3: only one of us out of, to, you know, offer up a,
1: a I know character, so... <laughs> so. But I actually like I don't think I'm like Farrah. No. I think in like some ways, yes, but in general, no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just after like doing the Enneagrams and yeah. the, like even Hogwarts houses, like we're very different. Yeah. Um
0: Well, let's we can even expand it, like I said, into like Throne of Glass. Is there someone from Throne of Glass that
1: you think you're more like? I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know who I'm what do you guys like? think? I don't want to say Tam. Ah! <laughs> what?
2: What? She's the same from the Instagram episode <laughs> I mean
3: she does I'm not gonna say what was in my head because it was not it was not gonna come out the way it was like intended who I were could, you gonna bash me with no no I was just about <laughs> to say why I
1: could see that and, and then Tamlin, I was like that was partially yes like Tamlin and I do have a lot in common you
3: were just tough and I, I say that with love yeah that's why I said Cassian, but <laughs> over but, Tamlin. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. I can see Cassian because it's not the same kind of tough love. Like, yeah, uh, Tamlin's not tough love. Tamlin is controlling love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you're not a controlling. Love. You know who I could see more Lucian.
0: Even, oh, even yeah. more than Cassie, I can see Lucian. I agree. Because <laughs> I, I, I think that. we haven't done enneagram sorting for them yet. But at first, I was thinking through what Lucian. I think Lucian is also a one, which we can get into at a different point in time. But mm. um, I, I see that right—the good friend who can be like kind of sarcastic and very straight with you yeah. at all times, right? And like, but it's I, loyal. But it's loyal and loyal and is loyal a really good friend.
1: I'll, I can, be, I'll take Lucian. Yeah, I yeah. totally I'd love Lucian. that. I love that. Yeah, I agree. If I have to pick a female, though, I'll do Ailyn from. Oh, yeah, all of
3: us. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: me too. I'm Aylin,
0: too. (laughs) To answer the question of who I want to be,
1: who do we want to be? Aylin. Yeah, like, I will.
3: She's the best. I know. Also, Lissandra is awesome, too. She is. She is. She has
0: said, like, Aylin is my girl crush. She is my number one girl crush. I agree. For sure.
3: Of course. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Mm. Love it. It's funny. I just finished that series, and it feels like a decade ago because mm-hmm. there's the series is so long mm-hmm. that I feel like I can't even remember. <laughs> I know. I'm excited to like reread those eventually. I know. Oh god, I forget I just, everything. A so- we only have one more question. Okay. Um. However, it's a theory question, Ooh. and so maybe this will just spiral into gossiping about theories too. So we'll just open that up. <laughs> Always
2: here for. Um Andy. Do you and it's. It? Do you think Gwen could be Lucian's daughter? hmm so we've talked about tamlin
0: Mm -hmm. maybe being gwyn's
1: dad yep
0: um i found the part in a court of silver flames where she talks about her family heritage tell us um because i think part of the reason why some people suggest lucian is because of the red hair Mm -hmm. um but so okay so quote what it says is gwyn says my grandmother was a river nymph who seduced a high fae male from the autumn court so, I'm a quarter nymph, but it's enough for this. And she's, like, talking about, like, her nymph powers. So, her grandmother mm-hmm. was with an autumn court guy. Then her mother was born. And that was how her mother got connected to the priestesses originally. Gotcha. But then it says... Um, so, she, in talking about her mother, she says, She partook in the great rite when she was of age, which we all know mm-hmm. is just sexy time. Um, and I, we, my sister and I, I mean, were the result of that sacred union with a male stranger. She never found out who he was, for the magic chose him that night. And no one ever showed up to ask about twin girls. We can chalk up, at minimum, the red hair to her grandfather. Right. Essentially. Which could,
1: could be, be... Could be Could be Lucian. Yeah. Could be yeah, Lucian. They're all old. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: They're all very old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um... And then it's just a stranger. Do you think if it was, like, Tamlin, sh- he would be, like, recognizable? Or?
2: Well, if it was a stranger, then there's no way for her to know. Right. I guess that's true. But her
1: mom might not have known that Tamlin was the High Lord right. at that point. But it or it also- could have been Tamlin's dad.
2: But because also- Tamlin
1: was only recently High Lord.
2: Notated just sure. High Fey. It didn't mm-hmm. mean High Lord. True. True. Magic is everywhere and everybody's getting crazy. So That's true
0: of the spring court. Everyone's having sexy time. True. So. I don't know. I think it's a possibility. I think if anything it would be really funny if Lucian was like her granddaddy <laughs> and Tamlin was her, her daddy. daddy. <laughs> that feels funny.
1: It wow. does. It's very comical. It's weird.
0: <laughs> and that could be like, well that could be like a hilarious like I don't know. Turn of
1: Fates. Turn of
0: Fates and like yeah. the next few books. Some that Thanksgiving. Can... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be funny. I saw someone on TikTok created like a family chart of Akatar, And it was very humorous. I need to find that and send it to you all. Because it was like. Because I think it was talking about this too. And it was like if Lucian is like her dad, then like that would mean that. Um, Asriel, Mm -hmm. because it was was connected specifically with Asriel, because it was like, Asriel wants to be with Elaine, who Lucian is mated to, but he might end up with Gwyn, who might be Lucian's (laughs) daughter slash granddaughter, and it's like, Asriel and Lucian just do not combine well together at all. (laughs)
1: Those poor souls were not fated to be friends
2: anyway. And I love both of them.
1: I know. Me too. Me too. Long story short, possible? Possible? I don't think likely that lucian's her dad though yeah but possible
0: yeah i feel like i don't know i think calling out specifically that her granddad was from the autumn court Mm -hmm. was sjm's way of like justifying the red hair yeah with that detail so i don't know if it would have like a second red-haired male in there i don't know Mm
1: -hmm. i like
0: the idea of tamlin
1: being her dad though yeah i do too
3: any other theories Anything else you want to Favorite talk about? theory. Or mm-hmm. one that makes you.
1: The multiverse theory. I mean, I oh, that's that my one favorite now. Especially after Alex gave me all this information. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh my gosh, there's been even more. Okay, wait. Small multiverse theory update. Hold on. I even took a screenshot of it while I was listening to Silver Flames. Because they. Of what chapter this was in. Because I was like, I have to remember to talk about this later. Okay. I found it. So. Real quick multiverse update. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to go into all of the things again. But rereading Silver Flames, I found this really fun part where when Nesta's kind of like first starting to interact with Gwen, Mm -hmm. we know that Gwen is like helping the researcher Meryl. Right. Right. Um, Gwen talks about what Meryl is researching. Okay. And it's Mm. interesting.
2: I, I do remember this.
0: So Nesta says, what's Meryl researching anyway? And Gwen says, lots of things. Meryl's brilliant. Horrible, but brilliant. When she first came here, she was obsessed with theories regarding the existence of different realms, different worlds. Living on top of each other without even knowing it. Whether there is merely one existence, our existence, or if it might be possible for worlds to overlap. Occupying the same space, but separated by time, and a whole bunch of other things I can't even begin to explain to you because I barely understand them myself. And Nesta says, really? And Gwen goes... Some philosophers believe there are 11 worlds like that. And some believe there are as many as 26, the last one being time itself. Which, honestly, I looked at some of her early research and my eyes bled just reading from her theorizing and formulas.
2: So,
1: anywho. That's super interesting.
0: Which also mm -hmm.
2: ties into the harp. Yeah, because the harp has
1: 26 strings. Yes. Yes.
2: So I have a feeling
0: that Meryl,
1: and her research, is totally going to mm-hmm. come back in future books because, That's like... so interesting. Why
0: would you drop that? Anywho.
1: SJM, man.
0: I know. Mm-hmm. So I caught that on the re listen and I was like, oh, I missed it! <laughs> Meryl knows stuff, too. So. Very exciting. Yes. But the mass multiverse theory is just... That's the best.
2: It brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. Anywho. What are your guys' favorite theories? I like the theory of... Um... As is knife and um I cannot remember the guy from Crescent City that also has the shadows, that has Rune? the sword. Yeah, Rune. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think Yeah, some connected. familial thing happened where somehow the line got stopped, they split off into the worlds and they're connected and the sword and the knife yeah. are bound to be met in some sort of facet yeah, in the future. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um So it's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my personal. Mm -hmm.
3: I think one of my favorites that I think about is the good versus bad Elaine theory. Mm -hmm. And I think about the drawers specifically when you were going through the different, the three drawers Mm -hmm. and the paintings. And I think about what does the drawer mean? Well, you're a flower girl. I know. What is. Do you have any like additional
1: like meanings behind
3: flowers? I think it were It was I mean, like death and resurrection, resurrection. Were, That's what it was. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew any like special no, no, no. meanings or anything. No, maybe maybe that'll be my homework, but <laughs> the the resurrection thing I think is Yeah. I think it's more than just coming out of the cauldron. I think there's Do you think she's going to be evil? I don't know. I think she's going to be maybe evil but reformed. Like she's going to some there's going to be some kind of saving of Elaine. Yeah. yeah. Um evilness Mm -hmm. so TBD 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 right.
0: well I think we did it yep we talked for a bit this might not be a very mini mini no but thank (laughs) you for your cues yes we appreciated it and thank you ladies for joining us this week yeah of
3: course our pleasure Mm -hmm. we nailed it yes (laughs) (laughs) great job
0: um. All right, well, we had a lot of fun with y'all this week. Hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday
1: season. Yep, happy holidays, and we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you
0: so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan
1: podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at @fairiesandfangirls. fairies and Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.